Welcome back to Be the Sought After Entrepreneur podcast. This is episode number nine, and I'm your host, Katherine Thompson. Thank you as always for tuning into this episode. But before we dive in, I want to give a big shout out to one of our listeners of the week. Michelle wrote, Catherine leads with her heart. Your wisdom and soulful approach to communication is what makes you stand out, different from what other coaches and business owners teach. You truly know how to tune into your clients and teach them that honoring their journey, even if it seems scary, is always the pathway towards reaching your soulful goals. Thank you so much, Michelle, for your kind and thoughtful words and for taking the time to leave a review, and one that really reflects the work that I do in every ounce of it. It summarizes why I do what I do, and I have a real knack for tuning in to my clients and teaching them that honoring their unique journey or pathway or however they're doing it is always the pathway to achieving life and business success. So thank you. I love reading every review that comes in, so don't forget to leave one as it helps me know my message is resonating with you and also helping you. Plus, I love shouting out my listeners of the week. Now let's dive into today's episode. This one is one of my favorite topics to discuss, but not one of my favorite things to experience. It's all about burnout and why slowing down isn't the only solution to healing it. So stick around to hear why the bubble baths, pedicures, and vacations are like a band-aid for burnout and don't really get to the root cause. Cheers. After generating over a million dollars in sales and selling one of her businesses with a single email, your host, Katherine Thompson, takes an unconventional approach to marketing and sales. So if you're ready to tap into a more powerful way to be seen, heard, and a sought-after entrepreneur in your industry without having to spend endless hours marketing your business and chasing clients, you're in the right place. Be the Sought-After Entrepreneur Podcast is here to help you ditch the cookie-cutter, one-size-fits-all approach to marketing and use your unique energy to effortlessly attract the most aligned clients. When you do this, you can spend less time marketing your business and more time doing your soul work and enjoying the richness of your life. Welcome to Be the Sought After Entrepreneur Podcast. And here's your host, Katherine Thompson. Hey, hey to all my amazing listeners. You guys seriously freaking rock. I'm still in awe with all the amazing support and kind words that I've received since launching the podcast just a few short weeks ago. So again, I'm forever grateful for you and for you tuning in. Some of the feedback that I got so far, you know, really moves me because while I talk specifically to entrepreneurs and small business owners, A lot of people mentioned that, you know, they're getting a ton of life lessons that they didn't even know that they needed. That warms my heart because when I launched this, the whole notion was to hopefully help you have this massive ripple effect, not only in your business, but also in life. And so just to hear that so early on, just again, totally warms my heart. And that's why I'm so excited to dive into the topic of burnout today, because it's something a lot of people have experienced. And there really is a lot of advice that's flying around on how to heal burnout. And when I experienced burnout two years ago, so many people said, well, Catherine, you just need to slow down. You're working too hard. You're working too much. And that's sort of the traditional verbiage, I guess, that people give when it comes to how to heal burnout, right? Is, well, you need to take a break. You need more rest, relaxation, all that jazz. But in all honesty, this was the first time that I had experienced this in my life. I really hadn't changed the way that I had lived. I was pretty much living kind of the same way I always had. And so this was a shock to me when I did experience burnout. 
So I listened to most people and I, you know, spent weekends resting. I'd take vacations. I had lots of baths. I mean, that wasn't new. I absolutely love baths. But I tried to do all of the practical things that people told me would heal burnout. The problem is, is that it never really did. It was kind of just a band-aid solution, right? I would take a break. I would take a vacation. I'd come back from my vacation and I'd be recharged and I'd have this like burst of energy for, you know, maybe it was a month or two months or five months or whatever. And then before you knew it, I was sort of back at that same place where I was feeling that exhaustion and burnout again, unmotivated, not really inspired. And I couldn't figure out why I couldn't get out of the cycle of burnout. So I had these temporary gains, but nothing long term or sustainable. And if you know me, you know that I'm not really about the short term gain. Yes, that's awesome to experience, but I'm really about the long term sustainability of it. Can you sustain this for the long term? Because nobody loves going through burnout. I mean, it's not fun. And so why would we want to continue to experience it over and over? And I don't really sort of sit and settle with, okay, well, this is just the way things are. This is the way life is. You know, I just have to deal with it. I really want to get to the root cause all the time so that I can have that sustainable growth or sustainable long-term, you know, ability to avoid burnout. And it really wasn't until I discovered human design that I started to understand burnout on a whole new level and completely unconventional to the way that we look at it. Because for most people, when they hear the word burnout, and maybe when you're hearing the word burnout, you're thinking the same thing, that it it really means working too hard with no break for an extended period of time. What I've learned from human design and what I've learned specifically about human design when it comes to generator types, generators or manifesting generators, for most of us, it isn't about that at all. It isn't about working too long for extended periods of time. It really is more about doing the wrong kind of work. So slowing down isn't the way to heal burnout for most people. In fact, slowing down just prolongs it like it did for me because I came back doing the same work, the wrong kind of work that didn't spark that creative fire or joy within me, right? And so, yeah, the vacation was great and gave me a recharge, but it gave me a recharge just to come back and then eventually experience it again. And there's nothing fun about that. So and I know this all too well because I've lived it and I experienced it and I spent two years trying to figure this out. And that is why I want to vote an entire episode to this topic because, again, so many people are experiencing this. And I've heard so often lately from entrepreneurs in the industry, you know, business colleagues, people that I, you know, associate with in my network but they're just feeling so overwhelmed and unmotivated and not really kind of feeling like meh, like they're in this sort of funk that they can't get out of and they're not feeling very good about their business and they're lacking that motivation to show up online because it feels exhausting. They just don't want to put the effort in because they're tired of creating all this content and they're just really overwhelmed with all the things that they need to do and, you know, having to chase clients or at least feel like they have to chase clients, like it's really forceful to sort of either get their message out there to make a sale. They're putting so much work and effort into do that. But the thing is, is that so many of them, what do they do when they feel this way? They take a week, a month off, you know, social media, or they take, you know, to rest and relax. I see this all the time. People saying, well, I'm taking a week off to rest and have relaxation and they devote this time to recharging, hoping that that break will heal the burnout, 
make them feel better in some capacity. And in lots of ways it does. Again, I'm not opposed to rest and relaxation. That's not the message I want to put out there. But we have to know why we're doing it. And for most of us, it's not the way to heal burnout. It's not the way to, you know, go from unmotivated to motivated or, you know, feeling that sense of inspiration again for your business. Yes, it will for the short term, but you're just going to experience it again somewhere down the line if you continue to do the wrong kind of work. Because based on human design, 70% of the population are generator types, which means we are the creative worker bees of the world. We have this creative life force within us. It's inherent within us. And we love to work when it's the right kind of work that sparks that joy, sparks that creativity, sparks that fire within us. We love to work. And the truth is, when you're in that creative flow, and I experience this often, when you're in creative flow, you can work 12 hours plus a day without taking a break before you know it. And if you resonate with this, I would love for you to just sort of think about and go, hmm, yeah, there's days where I look at the clock. I'm like, holy smokes, it's five. And I haven't left my computer in three hours because I'm sitting here writing an article or I'm downloading, you know, ideas of what I want to do for the podcast or I'm recording episodes. When I did this launch, I recorded four episodes in a day, which took up a fair amount of time, but I love to do it. When I'm doing interviews with people and I'm recording these episodes, this really sparks joy for me. And so I love it, right? But I hate the editing. I would never want to do the editing. And I know that. But two years ago, I would have been the person that was like, well, I can do it. I can take it on. I'm, you know, that really good do-it-yourselfer. But I know that within a month that I would be like, I don't want to do this and frustrated and potentially give up on doing the podcast because I don't like to do those types of things. I don't want to do the editing. I don't want to spend time fiddling with those types of things, right? It just doesn't spark the joy. I love creating the content. I love recording the content. I love writing content, but I want help with sort of the back end stuff. I know that about myself, right? And so I know what the right and the wrong work is. But so that's why we don't we don't get burnt out when we're doing work that sparks joy within within us, or that creativity, we experience burnout from doing things that don't bring us the joy, meaning the wrong kind of work time spent is actually irrelevant. When it comes to generator types, right? It's irrelevant. When you're doing the right type of work, it's relevant when you're not. So if you ask a generator type to do work for 12 hours, that actually drains their energy, then that's when they experience burnout. But a generator type can work for 12 hours in their creative flow and in their creativity. So it's only relevant when you're asking them to do the wrong type of work. But the wrong type of work, you know, they could do that for 15 years in corporate. And then finally at 15, just be done and go, I can't do this anymore, right? I mean, burnout will come at whatever stage it needs to come at. So telling a manifesting generator or a generator, which are the two types of generators, to slow down when they're showing signs of burnout is actually just getting them to prolong the burnout. Because after the break, like coming back from that vacation or getting out of the tub or taking the weekend off or whatever it might be, the work that's draining them is still there, right? So they have to come back and do that. So it recharges you for a short period of time, but it's that draining work is still a thing they have to show up and do every day. And so it's why we see so many people suffering from burnout 
but also not being able to heal it. So you might see, you know, they go through these ebbs and flows where they feel really good and then they don't feel so good and then they feel really good. And for the longest time, I was the same way. I couldn't figure out why I couldn't heal my burnout. And it was frustrating as hell, which is another indication of a generator type not living in alignment or maximizing their unique energy to the capacity that they can is that whole sense of frustration is feeling frustrated. And that's my first inkling ever now where I feel out of alignment is like, oh, I'm frustrated, right? And this is so difficult because in the coaching and mentorship space, it's all really designed around asking what I call these open-ended questions, hoping to help solve the problem. Things like, well, what's causing burnout? Or I want you to journal on why you're experiencing frustration or why you're not feeling joy, which are big open-ended questions. And for manifesting generators and generators, we actually respond to yes and no questions. It's the open-ended questions that create more overwhelm and more burnout for us. And it's funny because I don't know if anybody else has experienced this or gone through this, or maybe you do go through it and you're like, it's going to be a light bulb moment for you. And I would love to know, let me know if if you find this as funny as I do. But for the longest time, my spouse and I are both manifesting generators. He's an emotional manifesting generator and I'm a sacral manifesting generator. And for the longest time, when we first got together, the biggest sort of issue that we would have in our relationship was like, what are we going to have for supper? And all the time, he would always ask, what do you want for supper? And it was like instant frustration for me because I was like, I don't know. You decide. And we'd go back and forth. And, you know, an hour would pass. and was like, so did we decide what we're having for supper? And then eventually one of us would cave and just decide. But it's funny because it's an open-ended question. And so for generator types, it's, would you like sushi tonight? Or do you want pizza? Are you craving spaghetti? Are you craving Italian? Like that is how you get generator types to respond. And so when the coaching space and the mentorship space is designed around asking these really broad open-ended questions, it just adds more to the overwhelm and it gets generators to just sort of spin out of control. And when 70% of us are generator types and majority of the questions that are getting asked to us don't allow us to respond in a way that sparks any type of yes, heck yes in us, or no way I don't want to do that, you know, it just creates, again, more overwhelm, more burnout. So it's this notion of asking yes or no questions that'll really help you uncover where your energy leaks are that are causing the burnout, right? So that you're not just band-aid solutioning it, you're actually getting to the root cause of what it is that's actually draining your life force energy. And for sacral generators, which I'm a sacral manifesting generator, we respond to this heck yes, meh, and no in our sacral. It's actually what guides us to make decisions and it guides us in what lights us up. So if you get a no, kind of a no feeling in your body when someone asks you a yes or no question, like, do you want sushi? And it's kind of like meh, or do you like marketing your business? Or do you like doing lead generation in your business? If you kind of have like a meh, there's, you know, you're not really feeling it. That's a maybe. It's like a heck no, I hate it. I you know your body cringes instantly. That's an indication that this isn't something that lights you up. And this is something that's likely if you're doing it in your business, you're eventually going to procrastinate it. You're probably not going to feel motivated to do it. You might do it for a bit and force yourself to do it, but that doesn't feel very good. 
And so it's learning to understand how to make decisions for yourself based on these, what I call yes or no questions. So for example, what tasks are causing the burnout is an opening question and doesn't allow that fire within your sacral to even fire. It'll be like, I don't know. What do you mean what's causing burnout? I don't know. If I knew, I probably would change it, right? Most people would change what it is in their life that they don't like if they knew what it was. And for lots of us, we might not know what's causing it. Whereas if you ask a sacral generator type, do you enjoy writing emails for your business? It gives them something to respond to, right? And this is really helpful if you're a coach or a consultant. It doesn't just help you make decisions in your life and business, but it helps you if you're a mentor in any way, work with your clients, right? If they're generator types and they're feeling uninspired or burnt out or they're procrastinating, This will really help you get to the root cause. So what gets generator types in trouble, most of us, is saying yes to the wrong things, right? That's what leads to that burnout. And this happens for a variety of different reasons. For you, it might be people-pleasing, right? You don't want to piss people off. So you just say yes to just avoid hurting people's feelings. Maybe it's out of obligation. Maybe you feel like this is what you have to do, whether it's a family obligation, whether it's a spousal obligation, whatever it might be. It could be the pressure that you're feeling to pay bills, right? So lots of entrepreneurs, you hear this all the time, they take on projects, clients, or jobs out of that fear of not making enough money, or they take on projects, jobs, and clients because they're chasing success. So they feel like if I take on this client, it's going to prove my value or my worth. It's going to give me the result that I want, that validation that what I'm doing is good, right? Which is all grounded in sort of that means to end result. And it's not really helping you decide whether or not it's actually something that really excites you. So you say yes, and then it ends up burning you out eventually because it's not the right yeses that you're saying to. Or if you're like me, and you're a manifesting generator, you hold on to things longer than you should. So according to human design, manifesting generators are here to break the mold and do things differently, but we're also highly multi-passionate. So we tend to hold on to things longer than we should because we're conditioned to believe that we shouldn't be doing all the things, that we shouldn't have all these projects on the go or irons in the fire, right? That And if we let go of things, you know, we're flaky or we're not committed or all of the conditioning that happens uh, for manifesting generators, which is me. So something that excited you a year ago might not excite you anymore. And so you end up holding on to it because you don't want to quit or look like you're giving up or whatever. But it's actually letting go of those things that don't spark joy that allow you to bring more joy back into your life. So if you hold on to things that aren't lighting that fire within you, that's what's going to create burnout. And that's what created burnout for me because I was holding on to a business that wasn't bringing me joy. It was completely out of alignment with the way I wanted to live my life and the priorities that I wanted to pursue in my life. But I held on to it longer than I should have because I I didn't want to look like I was giving up or am I a failure or am I flaky, right? All the things that come from moving on as a manifestation generator and pursuing all the multi-passionate things that we love. Now for emotional generator types, my husband's an emotional generator. It's all about writing what I call that emotional wave. So your process of figuring out what truly lights you up and what to respond to is based on a less spontaneous response. So for sacral generator types, we can get this like instant heck yes or instant heck no in the moment. 
or we get a meh, which is a maybe, and we can wait and see if that maybe changes. But for emotional generator types, it's an emotional wave that you have to ride before you make your decision. So it actually is less spontaneous than I than the sacral. And so what happens with emotional generators and the trouble that they face is that they we live in this instant gratification world or this pressure to purchase now, buy now, right? With these really hard deadlines or whatever it might be. And so when we live in that instant gratification world, lots of emotional generator types feel like they have to make the decision right now in the moment. They have the pressure within them, societal pressure, whatever it might be to make that decision. And they don't give themselves the time to ride that wave. And then they end up saying yes to things that aren't in alignment with their unique energy. And they're not really using their energy correctly when they do say yes out of pressure versus really tuning in and riding that wave. So I know I'm talking a lot about generator types or have talked a lot about generator types mainly in this episode, but there are three other types in human design that will experience burnout, but it's experienced in a very different way because they don't have that creative life force energy that generator types have. Now, I want to clarify that because when people hear that, they say, what do you mean these other types don't have creative life force energy? It doesn't mean that they're not powerful. Each and every one of these types is equally powerful to generator types. So manifestors, projectors, and reflectors are the three other types, and they will experience burnout if they try to keep up to generators. So that's the conditioning that they experience because majority of society are generator types. And so the world is built right now around the generators. And so projectors, reflectors, and manifestors can get wrapped up in trying to keep up with generators. And what happens is they experience burnout. And so for those three types, rest and relaxation, working in bursts and spurts is really important for them, right? And working less hours is important for them and in order to replenish. And so they actually speak more to the traditional way of what burnout looks like, right? In terms of working long extended periods of time, even if they are working in the things they love to do, but they try to work for 12 hours or they try to work for eight hours, especially projectors, reflectors, and manifestors, they will eventually burn out, even though it's work that they love. They do need to build in more rest and relaxation than a generator type. So that's where they experience what I call that burnout. So if you're suffering from burnout, the first step I believe is really identifying, well, especially if you're suffering from burnout and you're trying all the things and it's not really working or it works for short periods of time. And then before you know it, you're back at where you started and you're feeling crappy again or unmotivated and not inspired. I would highly suggest if you haven't dived into human design at all to identify the type and authority that you are. This will give you kind of an idea about how to go about healing burnout or really how burnout is affected by your energy, right? What is it that causes burnout for your unique energy? And so two resources, free resources that will allow you to have or see your free human design chart is the Genetic Matrix and Jenna Zoe. They're awesome. I will link them up in the show notes because they will give you a free chart and you can see what type you are if you haven't already. Or if you knew your authority and type, but didn't know that burnout really is more about doing the wrong kind of work, especially for generator types, or if you're a manifestor, reflector and projector, it really is about the sort of time intervals in which you're spending doing the work and really needing that rest and relaxation. If you didn't know the difference, I really hope this kind of brought 
some insight for you about how to look at burnout because it really is more about, for the majority of us, it really is more about doing the wrong kind of work versus doing your creative life force work. So before we end, I'd love to leave my generator types with some yes or no questions that you can start to really ask yourself in the moment or just ask yourself in your business when you're feeling sort of that meh, unmotivated, not really, you know, feeling that creative drive or spark. So here are some of the questions that I ask myself from time to time. Does this specific project I'm working on for a client bring me joy? Or if somebody comes to you and says, hey, I, you know, I'd love your help with this, that I used to take on projects because I could help them, but they weren't projects that sparked joy, right? And so, you know, can you help me with website design? Or can you help me with you know, branding, right? Those are lots of questions I get asked. Well, do you do branding too? No, I'm really a content creator. You know, do I design my own stuff? Yeah, I do from time to time, but it's not something that like I want to be doing for other people. And I know that. And so those are the other ways in which you can ask yourself that question. If someone comes to you and says, hey, can you help me with this? And it's like, yes or no, right? Do I enjoy spending time ironing out the minor details in my business? Do I enjoy dreaming about the big picture ideas? Do I enjoy implementing tasks? Do I enjoy setting specific goals in my business? Do I enjoy delegating tasks? Do I enjoy training staff? Do I enjoy working alone? Do I enjoy working with people? Do I enjoy posting on social media every day? Do I enjoy marketing my business? Do I enjoy taking sales calls in my business? The list could go on and on. These are just some questions that you can start to kind of ask yourself, but Also something to kind of get into a routine habit with when you ask yourself these yes or no questions, including, like I said, generators and manifesting generators, it gives you something to respond to, right? So it'll spark that heck yes in that sacral, or it'll be that emotional wave that you need to ride, or it'll be a meh or a no. So anytime you're feeling like that meh in your business, I do this often where I kind of take inventory, right? If I'm feeling uninspired, unmotivated, I'm not really feeling the things that I'm doing. One, I I start to ask myself very specific questions in the moment to get an idea of where these energy leaks are in my business. Maybe they're energy leaks in my life, right? I mean, there's always energy leaks happening all around you all the time where, you know, maybe it's somebody that's taking up a lot of your energy, right? Maybe it's a client that's taking up a lot of your energy. Maybe it's your spouse or your children taking up a lot of your energy, right? It could be a variety of things that are taking up your energy. But unless you really start to gain that awareness and really start to ask yourself questions, those yes and no questions, you're not really going to know. And again, it goes back to those Band-Aid solutions. You're going to try a ton of things that hoping that you're going to heal the burnout or heal the lack of creativity and and not feeling sort of motivated. And that inventory can change, right? So something that sparked joy for you a week ago, a month ago, five months ago, a year ago, especially true for uh, manifesting generators, might not spark that joy again. And so it's not something it's not like one and done where you take inventory. And then it's like, I never have to revisit it because I like marketing today in my business. But maybe in a year from now, you might not. Again, I was the queen of do it yourself, right? I loved doing things myself. It's another big trait of a manifesting generator. We love to we love being in the energy of other people, but we really love working alone as well. And we have a hard time delegating. But now I'm at a point where I'm like, I don't want to spend my energy doing things that are draining it. So I just delegate now. And that takes 
doing the inventory, if I hadn't done inventory and really got clear on, okay, what are the things that I feel like are draining my energy? And it's going to be unique to each person, right? So what drains my energy might not drain yours. And this is where diving a little deeper, maybe having a human design reading, again, Jenna Zoe has a lot of resources on her website. I'll link that up where you can get a human design reading, have a basic reading done so you can get a little bit more idea of what your makeup is and what your unique energy type is so that you can start to identify again through that that inventory. And again, the more I learn about human design, and the more you learn about human design, the more you're going to uncover ways to maximize your unique energy, which is so, so important, not only to avoid burnout, but when we are working at our full capacity, I mean, it's like a car, right? If you were driving a car and the battery was on low, I mean, it's not going to run very well. Or say you were like running on empty in your gas tank, right? Or you didn't change your oil regularly in your car, eventually things are going to start to break down and they're not going to run as smoothly or as well or efficiently, sustainably as possible. Well, the same is for yourself, right? If you're not paying attention and taking the inventory in areas and where that things aren't maybe in full alignment, where you're not maximizing your unique energy, you're not going to operate at full potential. And so that's what human design has really helped me do, not only just to avoid, like I said, burnout or heal my burnout, but also how to operate at my full potential. And so as we wrap up, I just want to invite you to reach out if you have any questions about human design or the specific ways I healed my burnout. Again, anytime I offer you my specific ways, they might not be applicable to you, but hopefully they'll give you some perspective. So if you want to reach out, please DM me on Instagram at creativelyowned.com or shoot me an email at info at creativelyowned.com. And I'll be happy to respond or at least direct you to human design experts that I really believe in. And I know that they do good work. Again, I'm not an expert in human design. And I'll be the first to say that. I'm just sharing what I've learned because it really has helped me. But there are people out there that are the true experts in human design. And I'm happy to share the people that I've gone to for I had a reading done, you know, I've taken and followed a lot of people's human design stuff. And so I have a couple people and resources that I can share with you, Jenna Zoe being one of them, who has a ton on her website, and then has that free design chart. So please reach out if you have any questions or want me to share my specific ways in which I healed burnout as a manifesting generator. And also any resources that I have around human design. So thanks again for tuning in. As burnout is something more and more people are experiencing, likely you've experienced it, but sharing why you're experiencing it from a human design perspective helps shed light on why the traditional ways of healing it don't often work, which is the slowing down the rest and relaxation, or at least for most of us is why it doesn't work. I hope this is giving you insight into how you can heal your burnout or avoid experiencing it again. Now, I cannot wait for next week because I'm sharing three easy ways to simplify your content creation process. Hello, and that's amazing. I mean, I get a ton of questions from people of like, how do you do this? Or how do you make things look so easy or whatnot? And so I really want to simplify as much as I can for people because I think it's so, so important in business and in life. I think we overcomplicate things and make things way harder than they need to be. And so I want to share with you three easy ways that you can simplify your content creation process. So if it's one area in your business that you don't like doing and you just feel exhausted by, then you can pass that on or delegate it to somebody else. Or maybe this simplification will actually make your life feel better or might spark some joy or inspiration within you. So 
Like I said, most of us love to complicate things. So I just want to help you simplify as much as I can. So be sure to tune in next week if the content creation process is challenging for you or you're just feeling outright exhausted by it. Cheers. Thanks for listening. We'll see you right back here next time. You can also find us on social media at Creatively Owned and online at creativelyowned.com. Until next time, keep showing up as your authentic self.